hey, uh, fancy, fancy sir? <laughs> yes. How much for these two cats? Uh, those in a pair, I'd be willing to let go for 15 gold. How about five? <laughs> <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Alviva has seen other people haggle and is now going to try it herself. <laughs> and got a seven. You understand? Don't quite understand money. You go. You say. You. They tell you number. You say smaller number, yeah. and then they give. This is what I've observed, and now I'm trying to take it into practice. But it is extremely wooded. It's like, how about five? How about small number? <laughs> okay, so with a seven, <laughs> he just kind of he looks at you, and he has this like mock offended look on his face as he puts his hand to his chest. He goes, "I'll have you know, those were recovered from a tomb here on Herena at great expense and danger." I would not be able to let them go for anything less than 15. Alviva looks very sheepish. It was like, oh, oh, uh, okay. All right. 15 gold. Sure. <laughs> All right, mark off 15 gold. You have two kitty statues. <laughs> one of them with skin. Yes, the one with skin is mine. And I give Cacophony the bony, scary one. Excellent. Thank you, dear. I. Jillian just nervously cups the pearl. And she's like slowly attuning to him and say, I, I feel like I should go. <laughs> I feel deeply uncomfortable with the preceding events. <laughs> Artie pops back in. Remember, we have dinner tonight. Yeah, about that. Is that is that all of us dinner or is that you is that is that date dinner for you? Well well I would appreciate a date dinner. She did seem a little on the awkward side, so I don't want to overpressure her, you know. So I'd really appreciate everybody. Okay, so the date comes later. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, the only thing I wanted to check also at the supply store is water. I just want to, like, I don't know. I just want to make sure that we're, like, stocked up on water. Oh, is that? Yeah, is that supplied as part of the expedition? Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry too much because one of us can prepare, create water, and do it as a ritual. This is true. Okay, never mind. And another can just summon water mm. out of nowhere. And not control it in the slightest. And not control it in the slightest. <laughs> I can find it, but only if the land offers it, and I'm feeling like this one doesn't. <laughs> Kikoffin, you got that water bottle on hand with the with the water from Yes. Yeah. Here. She just kind of pours some into the vial, twists up the little plugs it up, puts it around her neck. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. There's also uh the very large reservoir of free water uh that the town is sitting on. There is that, yes. <laughs> It just doesn't taste as good as magic water. Like, I would not put it past this guy to try to sell you water that he got for free from the reservoir, but you can do the same thing. What time of day is it? It's like afternoon uh, It's edging a little past noon by this point. Although okay. it is kind of hard to tell what with the sun being, you know, orange. Do you think we're going to ride camels? I'm hoping it's camels. She said stables. I think horses would have a hard time here. I feel like it's got to be camels. I mean, horses can hang out in desert climbs pretty well, but camels do better. Artie, do you know what camels are? Not at all. <laughs> I want lunch. Do you guys want lunch? Yeah, let's get lunch. I'm gonna do lunch. Is it early enough for brunch? <laughs> it's always time for brunch. Brunch. Is Maybe a they know about mind. brunch here. Let's see if they know brunch. Let's see if they know brunch. <laughs> Someday we're gonna find another planet where people know brunch outside of outside of us and Kryn. <laughs>
I will also note that the stables are here in town. If you want to see what you'll be riding tomorrow, you can go look. Oh, okay. I'll save that yes. a surprise for the morning. No, oh, yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I'll go by myself. I'll meet you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alviva's off to the stables and the rest of you are off to find brunch, I guess. Yes. Okay. Oh, we'll start with Alviva. Me and Nompling. You and Nompling are headed out to the stables. The stables are kind of on the other side of the legal office, and as you circle around, you can see that they're basically just, it's its a bare stretch of land, there's a fence, and there's a shed. They're starting to detect a theme with a lot of the construction in this town. Mm-hmm. And as you approach, you can see a bunch of large shapes milling around in the field. They don't quite look like camels. As you get closer, you see that they're kind of, they're kind of goat-like in shape, but the size of a horse. Ooh. But they don't have any fur. Instead, they've got like dry, sort of elephant-like skin. They have no visible mouths. No. And there is a uh, large, flat sail of skin that stretches back from their forehead between their what? horns. What? What? And they've got these long, what? prehensile tails. I'm troubled. What? I've become more and more horrified. What are you the describing? This description to has me? gone on. It's some. Are these leggy sharks? Oh, I, I, what? I love so they're like naked goat shape. The, the the sail is sort of like it's almost like a triceratops frill off the back of the head. And they have no mouth? No visible mouths. Oh, that the visible part does does not bode well. Are there any people around? <laughs> um there is one uh elven woman hanging around looking very bored. She's got a pitchfork. It's, there's no hay, so you don't know why she has a pitchfork, but she has one. <laughs> For the aesthetic. I wander up looking exceedingly and increasingly confused and troubled the more I get a good look at these things. Uh, hi! What are those? <laughs> Ma'am. What are those animals? She kind of looks you up and down and goes, oh, those, th those are sailheads. Sailheads. Yeah. What? How do they eat? They don't have a mouth. Oh, they uh, they eat sunlight. Are they plants? Kind of. <laughs> oh, for a beautiful brief moment, I thought that maybe they would absorb nutrients through their hooves, and it, and it was just going to be a whole bunch of andalites. Yeah, the uh, we tried having like horses and camels and great swans around here, but uh, unfortunately, the environment was too harsh for them, and we were spending way too much money keeping them fed. So we just imported the sailheads here instead, and. We don't really have to feed them, and they do pretty well out in the sun, such as it is. How do you give them treats and snacks? Um, we give them a nice little pat on the neck. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go hang out with them. Uh, That's all right. I'm already, I'm already jumping she, over the, the fence. The pitchfork comes swinging around, <laughs> and she goes, "I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I gotta keep people away from these because they're the property of the Elven Navy and some of the treasure hunters have gotten kind of handsy, so you cannot go anywhere near these unless you're cleared to by the captain. Okay, we are riding them tomorrow. I just wanted to, you know, get to know then them you can get we, them. Then you can get to know them tomorrow. In the meantime, my job is to keep people away from them, so if you could move, that would be great. Oh, but, you know, I'm pretty sure I could talk to them. Mm. I'm not sure how because they don't have mouths. Mm, I'd say you can try that tomorrow when you've got the appropriate paperwork. I have papers. I show my papers, which are expedition papers, which are probably not the right thing. They're not the right papers. <laughs> <laughs> See? Papers. Those are not the right papers. You're going to need different papers. And she just kind of starts nudging you with the pitchfork. 
What, what if I let you pet my goat? No. Nope. And I can pet nope. your animals. Nope. We nope. can do you a gotta trade. Go. You gotta leave. Nope. God damn it. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I return in a huff. <laughs> As you are uh, as you are walking back, you look over at the reservoir and you see that there is uh, one absolutely gigantic swan kind of swimming placidly in the reservoir. Never mind, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> swan time. <laughs> I run over to the reservoir and like to start wading in a little bit, and I I I say hello, beautiful swan, and oh, I can. No. Um, I, I have beast speech. I can speak with animals at will. No spell slot needed. So I am honking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> She's never actually met a swan, has she? No. This will go so badly. <laughs> so you get close to this swan. And the first thing you realize that when, when the word absolutely massive definitely applies. This is a horse sized swan. This swan could carry like two elves on its back. And as you approach it, it looks over, and its wings go up, and it starts to hiss at you. And it oh. flaps its wings in your direction, very, very menacingly. Now, hold on. I, it's We're cool. We're cool. My name's Alviva. What's your name? You don't get my name! We, oh. <laughs> Fuck Why off! Why not? Oh. You're not enough. Fuck off! Oh, you're a racist swan. <laughs> you're not the captain. Fuck off! What, just because I don't have pointy ears, we can't have a simple fucking conversation? You're not the captain, fuck off! This thing is not particularly intelligent. <laughs> I might be nicer than the captain. How about you fuck off? You're, You're not the captain, this big fuck off! I'll bite you! I'll bite you so bad! I'll fight you! I can fight you! Don't test me! Break your arms with my wings and you'll drown out here in the reservoir! Fuck off! I could, I could, I'll fucking strangle your giant ass swan neck. Look how much neck you have. That's a weak point. My neck is magnificent. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, racist swan. Go to hell. Stupid so you're swimming swan. back? Yeah, I'm going back. Okay. <laughs> Alviva like slams open the door to the bar and like her pants are dripping wet and she's just like the swan is racist I will note there's no door to the bar it's just a gate around the yard so you just stomp through the gate alright have you met a swan? do they have brunch here? Um, you're looking around there are a couple of people eating food so you know they serve food and there is a uh, halfling woman behind the bar in the shed there Cacophony approaches the halfling woman. By chance, do you know what brunch is? I'm a halfling, darling. Of course I know what brunch is. Oh, <gasps> thank, thank the gods. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been in civilization that actually knows brunch. Please, do you have mimosas? <laughs> mm, I don't have much in the way of oranges. I do have canned peaches. That might work. Yes, yes, bellinis. Yes, bellinis, bellinis, bellinis. Bellinis are great. <laughs> do you have French toast? I've got eggs and I've got bread, so I could probably do some French toast. I don't have any powdered sugar, it. though. That's that's okay. I can live without it. I could have some of the peaches. Smoked salmon? Um, do you have smoked salmon? Mm, there is. I have salmon jerky because it's, it great. keeps a little yeah, better. That's fine. Okay. And eggs. You're our hero in this moment. 
Can we have your name so we may sing your praises? <laughs> My name's Josephine, dear. It's great to meet you, Josephine. Wonderful to know you. <laughs> she immediately sets about uh, making brunch for you guys. Oh, finally oh. civilization. I thought this place was a shanty town, but no, it's civilized. <laughs> At which point Alviva comes stomping and yelling about racist swans. I mean, have you yes. met a swan? Yes, there's a swan out there. It's a racist swan. I think, Almost all I mean, swans are certainly yeah, racist. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. Most swans strike swans me as like they, they're probably unilaterally racist. Yeah. Oh, it's all true. dicks. I'd never talked to a swan before, and I've only seen pictures of them, but they seem very beautiful. I thought that they would be like nice, elegant, or fine. I've, I've never spoken to a single swan in my life, but I can assure you, I've always assumed they were dicks ever since one bit my sister. I mean, they're like they're like <laughs> hot geese. Geese are awful. Yeah. This is true. I know that geese are awful. Do you want something that will cheer you up, Alviva? Yes. Josephine, the proprietor of this place, knows what brunch is. Oh, excellent. Do they have little meats? Meats and cheeses? Yes. Almost certainly. Eggs? Yes. She's Eggs. gonna try a French toast. Mushrooms? Ooh, haven't asked about mushrooms. Ooh, like vinegar mushrooms. Oh, I would kill for a veggie omelet. These are all words. <laughs> oh, that's are, are, right. You don't know about brunch yet. Um, I think you'd like brunch, Arturos. Do you know about brunch? Brunch is a beautiful thing. Do they have fish brunch? Funch. I like fish. Funch. Do so, they have? Do they have funch? Tell me. Tell me this, Arturos. Do you like breakfast? Who doesn't like a little mackerel in the morning? That's good. Do you like lunch? <laughs> it, think of the most delicious lunch you've ever had. You like that much. But make it breakfast. But make it breakfast. Now, combine that and your best breakfast and you get brunch. And then lots of mixed drinks. Yes. So I have some... And just relaxing in the sunlight with friends. Uh-huh. And then you go to hot yoga. <laughs> then you go to hot yoga, sometimes with goats. Why do they call it hot yoga? Is there a regular yoga? Yes, there's a regular yoga. Hot yoga, they actually do it in a steam room, so you're all sweaty. Well, I know, but like... Tell Wait, me about the goats. Did you do regular yoga somewhere? They, they only had hot yoga on Eastheim. What's happening? That, that, there was regular yoga actually um, just west of Olivet's castle. There was? I don't know what's happening anymore. Well, shit. You had to get a membership, and it was mostly taken up by all the very, very, very white mothers in the area. Mm. Um, but I snuck in a few times. That sounds right. It, it's okay, Artie. I'm, I'm lost, too. <laughs> I hung out with pirates. I don't know what brunch is. Well, we can fix that. We're fixing that now. Max probably knew what brunch was. <laughs> that bastard, he probably knew the whole time and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Keeping the secret of brunch. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't good enough for brunch. Holds the power of brunch in his hands. <laughs> Alright, so we're waiting on brunch. So what are we writing tomorrow, Alfiba? Oh, it's messed up. They don't have mouths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's messed up. Do they have legs? Yes. Heads. They look like... Yeah, they they got like, the basic shape. They got the, the shape all the regular like, body parts? Except the mouth. They don't have the mouth. That's weird. It is. And they've oh. got a big, uh, like a big disc on their head. And apparently they eat the sun. They eat sunlight. They're like a plant. Oh, but they're also like okay. a horse. That's fine. Huh. Okay. I really wanted to get to know them. I'm curious if I can talk to them. I'm pretty sure that they must have body language. I mean, I, I used to kind of talk to animals before I suddenly could hear all of them speak. And 
that was just like a body language thing. So I don't know if the lack of mouth will be a problem. But there was a nasty lady with a pitchfork <laughs> who uh-huh. wouldn't let me touch the animals. I mean, probably I for good reasons. They're other people's animals. Yeah, everybody here seems super duper shady. Yeah, I don't like these people in this planet. I like all these people. They all seem fine to me. They were poking me with a pitchfork, and the swan is racist. I don't know what there is to like about this planet. <laughs> oh, they're right. there. We won't have to see that many people once we actually get the expedition underway. It is very hot here. It's hot. I like I just... hot. It means I can wear less clothes. I mean, you can wear less clothes whenever you want, honestly. I know, I do. Like, you don't really let the heat stop you. That's true. It's just, it's, it's just nicer, you know. I don't have to worry so much about being cold while wearing less clothes. And also everybody else is wearing less clothes. Exactly. It makes everything so much better. Uh-huh. Just very thirsty. All the time. No, that's cacophony. <laughs> no, that's Rio. <laughs> Listen, we all be thirsty. <laughs> In character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look cool. We're, we're, I'm allowed to see them tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to because I think they, they're weird, but I want to get to know them. I think that they'll be pretty cool. They, they're like well adapted for the desert and stuff. They got legs. I think it'll be good. I'm feeling like the frill is going to be nice to hold on to. I think that they'll be easy to ride. See, Apparently they go. like to be pet on the neck. So I very much want to pet them on the neck. Pet, pet your weird horse rhino plant on the neck. And make okay. Friends. You got it. See, there you and, go. And see, see, look on the positive side. Yeah. Of that was the positive side. Just think about that. Not the, uh, not the skeleton infestation. Oh, you had to mention <laughs> Jill, you just yeah. brought it down again. Skeleton, look, look, we are becoming increasingly adept at dealing with skeletons. Just because I can doesn't mean I want to. Okay. You just knock them over. Make funny sounds. Yeah, sometimes they do a little dance. Uh, they have hats. They have spooky hats. I wonder what would happen if I played the song Spooky Scary Skeletons to I think they'd probably tell you that was offensive. Yeah. <laughs> it was made by a, by a meat bag. <laughs> so, Captain's fine with everything. They're going to try and hold the fort down on the ship and, you know, try not to strand us in the desert. But That'd I am going nice. to probably have to keep ascending handy uh, most days. So, uh, keep that in mind with your healing potions and everything. Thumbs up. The nice thing with that new power stone is you always have a sending hand handy. That is true. That works well. Oh, that's right. Hand that over. What? Give it real quick. I, I'm, Give it to me. I'm not done attuning yet. You have to attune? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, these, this is one of those things you gotta, like, hold it for a while until, you know, it's yours. You gotta hold it, hold it? I thought attune was a bard thing. Yeah, I thought you just. I mean, I, I I can do a tune, but to use a magic item, dears, you have to attune to it, which means being in contact with it for you, a long while. You kind of have mm. to like, and she's kind of doing some fucking contact juggling with this thing. Oh my god! You gotta like, you know, just kind of hold it and make sure it, you know, recognizes your energies and you recognize its, and you know, it's kind of a kind of a weird. Well, it sounds a lot weirder when I say it out loud. It's like mm-hmm. a bit. He like just, he has to sniff you? Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to, it's like when you get a new pet, and you have to, like, make sure that it knows your scent and everything. Mm. Does that make more sense? When you're yes. done, when you're done with it, hand it over. Why? So that I can make it pretty. Why else? Okay. I have wires and tools and, uh, what do you want? Necklace? Oh. Earring? Uh, how big a pearl is it? Slightly larger than average pearl. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bracelet? With your bracers? I don't actually have bracers. That's just on my character sheet. <laughs> That's just on my character art. I don't actually have bracers. Oh, okay. My I mean, bad. I've got plate armor now. All right. You do have plate armor now. Yeah. Sure. A bracelet. Sure. That should be fine. Make it uh, squirrely like your armband. Uh, yeah, actually. All right. Well, fun project for next time. <laughs> I say this as I'm currently doing macrame. So <laughs> so that's where, where I am. That's your headspace. In, uh, in the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Macrame. All right. So as you guys are wrapping this conversation up, <laughs> I get the feeling it's winding down. Um, uh, Josephine comes over uh, with plates for you guys. Um, there is French toast, no powdered sugar, but she has managed to reduce some of the peach syrup down to, like, a, a consistency that's pleasant on the French toast. Oh, there, there's salmon jerky, there is, uh, just regular toast, there is, uh, some salt pork that has been cut, cut very thin to sort of imitate bacon. Yes. Are there omelets? There are bellinis, there are omelets. There's oh one thing gosh. she's got a lot of, it's eggs. Why? <laughs> Josephine. You are amazing. Are they, what? Are they swan eggs? Here. Why are there so many eggs? Wait, where do these eggs come from? Are these racist eggs? What? You hear clucking from behind the shed. Okay, but are they weird, like, skinless, no-mouth chickens? <laughs> I think Jessica kind of looks at you and says, you can go check if you want. Please let her go check. She needs a positive <laughs> animal experience today. <laughs> yes. Okay. I take a swig. I, I take a. I take. Well, I take my Bellini with me. Who gives it down? I'm taking my Bellini to the chicken coop. <laughs> okay. It's a to-go Bellini. I'll I'll be right back. Okay, you circle around the back of the shack, and it's it's just it's just a yard full of chickens. Oh, thank God! Hi, chickens. <laughs> they kind of look up at you and cluck, and then go back to whatever it was they were doing. I'm telling you, I can understand them. They can speak to me, and I can speak to them. <laughs> Do they have anything interesting to say? <laughs> They're chickens. They don't. They kind of go, hi, and then go back to whatever it was they were doing. Adorable. <laughs> I just, I sit down in the dirt for a little while and drink my Bellini, surrounded by the chickens, just like, <laughs> smiling. Yeah, some of them climb up on you in the search of, in search of, like, do you have food? One kind of pecks at the Bellini. <laughs> it can have a little Bellini as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, little a Bellini. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chicken on my head, and I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so Aviva's communing with the chickens. She needed that. <laughs> the rest of you are having brunch. Yes, and it's maybe one of the best things we've had off ship in a long time. Uh, as you guys are eating, you look over to uh, another corner of the uh, the yard here, where all the cafe tables and chairs are, and you can see uh, a human man, maybe like early 30s, uh, dressed like nicely but not as opulently as the guy at the export store was he looks like he's trying to exude like non-threatening professional person uh and he is near as you can tell kind of conducting interviews with various people who are coming and going so so while he looks this way does he actually look while well, he's trying to exude this bit this like does he actually look sleazy um roll an insight check got it or is he just a 23 fake? i got a, tw a 20 shit okay you gotta say, he's pretty good. He's doing a very good job of putting on this, like, facade of, 
60s radio presenter, like very non-threatening, very friendly. Yeah. But you can tell like the way he's sizing people up and the, the, the way he's jotting notes down as he talks to various people. This is a very smart, very shrewd person who is very much in his element here. Cacophony says, staring at him over her, over her, her completely empty plate. What? That man. What do you think about him, Jill? Hmm. Looks like a dweeb who doesn't really belong here, frankly. I can, he's, he's playing that up. He's a liar. Yeah. He's very intelligent. He's looking for something. We are looking for something. And you want to see what it is. Yes, I do, of course. Do you want me to go with you? Mm, no, you're too actually buying into it. That's fair. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, good luck. Uh, she picks up her bellini, finishes downing it, puts it down, and then heads over to her. Arturus is going to stare at this interaction the entire time, just blatantly stare. <laughs> and I just come back to actually eat my food. <laughs> I take a chicken back with me. Try and stop me. <laughs> Yeah, this Joe, is my favorite chicken. We have a bond. I don't think you can... You, you're gonna leave the chicken here, right? Am I? I don't think you can just... It would be very rude of the nice lady who actually fed us good food if you take one of her chickens. Her name is Lucy. Okay. Well, I decided this. Did you ask the chicken what her name was? I did, but I'm not sure that she understood the question. Okay, well, it's she's nice... She's not a very smart chicken. It's nice to meet you, Lucy, nice. but Lucy is an owned chicken. Cannot just take people's chickens because you gave them a name. That's rude. I don't think you can own animals. I'm pretty sure you can. Like, very easily own animals. I'm pretty you sure there's licenses for that and everything. I don't think that's right. I think that if Lucy was smarter, Lucy would want to be a free chicken. Lucy's and would want not to hang smart, out with though. Me. Lucy's very... Lucy's a chicken. Look, if you want a chicken, you'll need to talk to Josephine about it, but also you'll need to you'll need to set up an entire coop for her on the ship. So that means you need to get Josephine's permission and Captain Bondar's permission. Okay. I'll just have brunch with Lucy. Lucy okay. can stay here. But can okay. Lucy have brunch with us? Yes, Lucy can have cacophony brunch with us. Cacophony just left. Lucy can sit in Cacophony's seat. Yes, Lucy can absolutely <laughs> sit in Cacophony's seat and poke at the remains of Cacophony's meal. <laughs> Juliana, like, nods at the chicken. It's like, it is lovely to meet you, Lucy. Thank you for joining us for brunch. And Alviva, like, balks a little bit and is talking to Lucy the chicken and is like, well, Lucy's not exactly happy to meet you, too, because, again, I don't think Lucy understands most of what I'm saying. But, you know, she's happy, generally. <laughs> Lucy just kind of stands on the seat and just pecks occasionally at Cacophony's plate. Uh, and we're going to end this riveting scene so we can go over to Cacophony talking to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you approach this guy. Like I said earlier, uh, human man, maybe, uh, hang on, I had his height. He's a, little, he's a little on the short side for a lot of the dudes you've met recently, but average height for a human man, about 5'9". God uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You're taller than the halfling lady. You did this to yourself. <sighs> I like I like the list of things that Kit just knows they have to put into any description. <laughs> Are they an attractive woman? Are they an attractive man? What is the height for our tourists? And what is sake? the species? And, and what is the species? How close to an animal are they for Alviva? <laughs> How much on a scale from one to monster? 
<laughs> On a scale of one to monster, he is unfortunately a zero. Like I said, very much like 60s TV presenter vibe. He's got a vest. He's got a tie. He's got that, that same sort of like just tousled enough haircut. And as you approach, he kind of looks up at you and goes, oh, are you here for one of the interviews? Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Sit down. She casually sits on the edge of the seat, puts one hand on the table and leans forward. He extends his hand for you to shake. I'm Imric, by the way. You can call me Cacophony, dear. And she slips her hand into his and shakes firmly. Cacophony, haven't heard one like that before. Well, uh, how much have you been told about our little expedition here? Absolutely nothing. Perfect, perfect. I love explaining things. <laughs> he starts going through his papers. <laughs> so, we are on an expedition to find the Nameless Tomb, which is one of the few tombs that has not yet been uh, explored. So we are going to be exploring some brand new territory, which is very exciting. That is very exciting. Now, uh, I have some notes here that indicate where the tomb might be, and it is looking like about a four-day journey uh, out to the east. So they haven't made it four days to the east yet? Well, you see, that particular part of the desert is a little bit overrun with various of the, uh, I don't want to say wildlife, but uh, problems that this planet has. Undead infestation, etc. That, that's, that's a very accurate way of putting it, yes. All right, all right. And so we're going to this un... We're looking to go to this unexplored location to find the Nameless Tomb. Uh, four days away from here, uh, to the east. And who have you gathered so far to go with you? Well, I've got three interested parties so far, and a possible fourth on the hook, so if slots are filling up fast... Am I the possible fourth? <laughs> oh, no, you're, you'd be the possible fifth. Oh, all right. The more the merrier, of course, but we do have limited supplies, so we need to make sure that we have a balance between people on the expedition and uh, and and ways to feed them and keep them alive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Cacophony at this point is going to slip into a little a, a little thieves cant, uh, which I'm I'm always taking as like coded slang. And so she's like, that, "That's very interesting. What do you think about the weather that's going on out there?" And I'd like to think that that means something like. What do you think about the weather going on out there? So, like, what are you really trying to pull? <laughs> just to see if he responds. He just he goes, oh, there's a bit of sandstorms, but nothing to worry about too much, I don't think. Which I assume is just blissfully going past. Yeah, it's over his head. Okay. Or at least he's, he's very good at pretending it went right over his head. Got it. Thank you, Max. Oh, um, all right. I understand. Thank you. Um, well, I'm already actually going on another expedition. I just came over here to see what you were going on about. I'm going to be real at this point. Oh, that's 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 honestly expected at this point. There's, there's a lot of very curious people in this town, as you can probably tell. I just I just noticed your personality, and I have to say I really enjoy it, honestly. Well, thank you very much. I try to be pleasant. It's This is a very uh, unpleasant place, and it's important to be polite and maintain some civilization. I agree. Do you know what brunch is? Uh, yes, I do. You are my second favorite person here in this village. Well, that's great to hear. Thanks. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to go back to my pals over there. Um, good luck on your expedition. I have no idea where ours is going. I didn't pay attention. I was too busy swooning for a, a, an attractive lady. Um, oh, really? Which attractive yes. lady? Mm -mm. Uh, do, do you know Fazita? His eyebrow goes up and he goes, Oh, yes, I've heard about her. She works up at the illegal office, doesn't she? Yes, she does. What have you heard? I heard she's a member of some faction called the Seekers. Ah, that's that's interesting. What are the Seekers? 
the Seekers are kind of like uh, space librarians, I guess would be the term for it. They go all over the place trying to gather as much knowledge as possible. I heard that they actually had their own sphere that was just completely full of books, but that might be just a story. That's honestly incredible, and I am even more intrigued by her than I was. Well, that's good to hear. You have fun now. I will. You have fun, too. If we see each other out there and there's some danger going on, I'll, I'll help you out, okay? That's great. Have a great day. Have a great day. And she gets up and heads back to her team and finds a chicken in her seat. (laughs) (laughs) This is Lucy. Hello, Lucy. It's a pleasure to meet you. How's my leftovers? Clucks. (laughs) (laughs) She likes them. She had a good Good. time. So how did uh, did all that go? Oh, we're fine. He's a very pleasant man. He knows what brunch is. Uh Uh-huh. And what's he interviewing people for? Uh, They're going out to search for the Nameless Tomb, a place four days east of here, straight into undead territory. I imagine we're going to run into him and his crew again. Yeah, do you know what they want to go to the Nameless Tomb for? To explore it and probably gather treasure. Yeah, and we do what with the treasure? Sell it? Put it in a museum? Probably sell it. I I imagine sell it for four uh-huh. Okay, so you didn't let him know that we were also probably going to that tomb, right? I-, I let him know I had no idea where we were going. But that I was on an expedition because I don't know why else you would come to this damn planet. Uh-huh. I-, I really don't think that one's a big secret. We're obviously adventurers, Jill. I heard the Zeta's name come up is all. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that I I didn't know where we were going. I was just I was listening to a pretty girl talk. Yes, he was a pretty girl. Okay, yeah, so he definitely knows we're going to the Nameless Tomb then. I mean, I, that, that's stated, I'm pretty sure most people are, Man. based on what the captain said. Sure. Okay. Did you know that Pazita is a member of a group known as the Seekers, who are like magic space librarians? Really? Yeah. That's... And they have like a whole ship full of books. <gasps> oh. Supposedly. Correction, a whole sphere full of books. A whole sphere full of books. <gasps> I want to go to there. <laughs> that sounds so boring. <laughs> that sounds real good. There's gotta be a bodice ripper section in the book sphere, though. There's probably a bodice ripper continent. (laughs) (laughs) Expedition to the continent of the bodice rippers. Please. (laughs) Anyone can rip your bodice. It's not (laughs) that. Ah, but it is an art. It is an art, yes. Anyone can rip a bodice, but you have to rip a bodice in a certain way. That is true. Anyway. We should probably, you know, go peter about until dinner time. Yeah, um, we can go see if the crew needs any help just getting everything back together on the ship, because I don't know if there's much else to do. Yeah. Probably buy some jerky stuff, which doesn't... I remember Kit saying, we're, we're not keeping track of food, but like, note, they have food. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, th- honestly, the food costs are so negligible at this point. I'm not going to make you guys go shopping for food. I assume you guys have the supplies. Now, I if mean, you want also things like know tents, our cleric is now able to do level three spells, which means she can do create food and water, which is a ritual. Yeah. So she can just take 10 minutes and feed us and drink. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's fine. Yeah. But if you want stuff like um, tents and stuff, you might have to go buy uh, those. So point of, uh, as soon as I went to level seven, even though I went rogue, I can still change my spells. I took tiny hut. So we're good Ooh. on tents. Tiny, cool. tell me about Tiny Hut. Tiny Hut is a ritual I can cast, so I don't need even spell slots for it. 
And what it does is it pulls up a basically a 10-foot tent that we can all sleep inside. Nothing can enter or leave that I don't give permission to. And basically, we're safe inside it for eight hours. Adorable. Okay, I gotta adjust some maps then. Okay, done. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to delete some tents. It's fine. (laughs) Well, now we all share. Now we all share one the one tent. I'm imagining it's like the the Harry Potter tent, where it's mm-hmm. it's very it's literally it's just a dome. <laughs> yeah, it's a dome. It's like twenty feet across, so there's room for all of us. Ah, uh, so it's not bigger on the inside. It's not bigger on the inside. No, that um, probably be a much higher spell. Yeah, but okay. on, on the good side, nothing can enter or enter that we don't want it to, and no spells can cross its boundaries unless we want them to. Dang. All right. If we get cool. scared in the middle of a fight, can we just hide in the tent? I would have to cast it. It takes one minute to cast, so it'd be ten rounds. See, you know, watch out for that. All right, all right. So let's go back to the ship and fiddle fart for yeah. a couple hours, I guess? <laughs> yeah, we go back to the ship, fiddle fart, help them repair things. Let's fritter around an afternoon and do some chores. Okay, cool. We're going to skip that because it doesn't make for good radio and go straight to uh, you guys heading up for dinner that night. <laughs> Yes. Well, brunch was pretty good. I hope dinner's solid. <laughs> it should be solid. I mean, I, mean I, I I believe in Josephine. Yeah, no, honestly. It was delicious. We head to the dinner area and um, sit down around a big table. Well, it'd have to be, if you push a couple of tables together. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Tazita joins you shortly, uh, wearing the exact same thing she was earlier today. She does not appear to have dressed up at all. Um... <laughs> Cacophony has, of course, changed her outfit, but she's trying to stay in the vein of Adventure Planet. So she's now wearing, like, she's basically going Laura Croft. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's sexy. Wait, I thought I was going Laura Croft. You were, but I'm, 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 I'm doing a variation on it. I'll go uh, more elegant Laura Croft, actually. It's kind of got, like, a, uh, I'm kind of wearing a black skirt, or I guess a brown skirt. No. Uh, I... uh, but... Well... Some. You know what? It's fine. fine. <laughs> I know she wears shorts, but I'm I'm going elegant here, okay? Okay. Elegant shorts. <laughs> fine. Fine. Brown brown skirt and um kind of like a blue elegant. One of those kind of drapey flowy things that's kind of triangular in the front and back and it cuts up at the hips. Really? Your front and the back it cuts up? It's fine. I know what I mean. Don't yeah. But yeah. Okay, so um, Thazia comes over to join you guys. Uh, still got her nose in a book, flipping through it very intently. Uh, and he says, oh, hello. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. We're just delighted to get to know you. Cool. You can sit next to me. And she kind of looks around and sees that there's not really any other empty seats and sits down. <laughs> just as we planned. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Secret high five. Not in the table, high five. Yes. Am I mean enough to put chicken on the menu is the question. <laughs> Most of the time, the chicken is too expensive to be eating. Yes, I know. <laughs> also, listen, Aviva's from the woods. Despite loving the chicken, Aviva would eat that chicken. <laughs> These things are that not makes- a contradiction. Yes. It's like raising cows. <laughs> yes. They don't, don't give them names. They're food. You name them, you love them, you eat them. Yeah. I've eaten chicken that I've raised. It's a circle of life, et cetera, et cetera. Little devils. Yeah. Uh, you do note that Josephine doesn't really come out from behind the bar that much, so if you do want food, you'll have to go up and order it. Yeah. 
so what would everybody like to eat? Thazita doesn't really look up from her book and goes, oh, um, I guess the salt pork would be fine. And just keeps flipping. Uh, what are you reading, Thazita? Hmm? Oh, uh, it is a translation of some of the texts here on uh, Herena that uh, you can see here. And she looks, she point, turns it around to point at it and says, you can see that these sections here have just been completely blacked out. Oh, that's ominous. Like redacted yes. or by someone oh, no you see they the translator was actually quite clever and they wanted to uh they wanted to recreate the experience of reading uh what was written on one of the walls and there was actually a, a section on the wall where the entire like section had just been chiseled out so and he's filled in all of these black spots to show you what it would have looked like and it's very fascinating oh that is interesting that's actually. deeply ominous that's super 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 ominous yeah super ominous yeah. but deeply interesting comparative literature is incredible yeah, all accounts of the nameless tomb have been blacked out in a similar way. It's fascinating. So wait, why does everybody want to go there? Besides the fact that it's that it hasn't been like ransacked? Well, the fact that it hasn't been ransacked is a large part, and I think the treasure hunters are interested because they haven't found it yet, and they, you know they've got that that personality type that makes them want to want to like do things and accomplish things they haven't before, right? That's their interest at the very least. My interest is that there could be some fascinating cultural insights here because, as you can probably tell, most of the planet has been tramped over by this point, and it's very, very difficult to find things in their original context without interference from later parties. That that makes sense. That's, that's, a, that's actually a very noble endeavor to learn more about the culture and everything that's going on around it. What's actually known about the culture, then? Not a whole lot, unfortunately. Any Anything? Do you have a theory, Thesita, on why the tomb has been scratched out and, and erased from all records? Why they might do hmm. that? Well, there is evidence of uh, some political upheaval shortly before the uh, civilization here died out, which was tied to the um, the event that caused uh, one of the stars to collapse, and she points upward at the star orbiting a black hole. Mm -hmm. So my theory is that it has something to do with that. Possibly a rebel uh, leader, or possibly some kind of... Uh, other, like, maybe the, the incumbent monarch that was supposed to be trying, they tried to erase from history. It's not uncommon in uh, various revolutions throughout uh, various planets for these things to happen, but... Do you think I'm, it might have to do with, like, a, a super evil lady showing up and causing untold destruction? That's why an, why an evil lady? I mean, I was supposed to think of the Takaras. Well, yeah, but I mean... Oh, no, no. That would have been a long time ago, we're talking. Yes, we're looking at almost a thousand years ago that this happened. Mm-hmm. It's a cursed tomb. Hey, question for you. Mm -hmm. Jill's gonna pull out her journal and just sort of flip to some of the pages where she's, like, scribbled down the, the cult insignia. Does this mean, does this look familiar to you at all? Hmm. She pulls out her translation book, and she holds it up next to it, and you can see that the blacked out section almost perfectly covers the that ritual circle that you found in uh in Port Meridian. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, that is fascinating. Zena, I think we might have some idea what's going on there. Really? What do you have? Something that we should probably not talk about where there's lots of people around. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Okay, then we'll get dinner done very quickly, and then we can go back to uh, the library and look some things up. That would be great. Uh. <laughs> Artie, whenever we go to the library, can you just pose and look attractive? Of course, always. Thank you. <laughs> well, at least we're on the right track, then. All right, so you guys have dinner, and it is mostly like it's either preserved food or stuff like the chicken eggs 
that they can like get a pretty steady supply of with uh, with very little um, input, so to speak, food. So it's it's well enough. Josephine's a good enough cook that this is like uh, edible, but it is definitely like Great Depression food. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> There's canned beans. There's various kinds of canned vegetables that have that weird canned vegetable taste to them. Uh, there's preserved, like, meats of various kinds. Lots of pickled and, stuff, uh, huh? Yeah, lots of pickles of various kinds. Ooh. Capers. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you guys wrap up, and uh, Thazita goes, Okay, so I'd like to get back to the library and see if we can compare any notes. Yeah, that'd be great. You guys all want to come? Some of you want to go back to the ship? Artie, you seem super duper bored. I'll come along. Yeah, I might as well come along. Don't have anything else going on. I mean, I do like goss, so I'll listen in, but I'm not reading in. That's fair. All right, we all go. We do that. Okay, so uh, you all head uh, back to the library, and you can see that the legal office is actually two halves, and the first half is um, the actual like offices devoted to the Navy, and then the second half is what is quite clearly uh, Thesita's research library. She's been given a lot of space to work here. And there are a lot of texts around, although uh, most of it you're finding is stuff that she had notes that she has scribbled up herself <laughs> and uh, various translations that she has had imported. And she immediately just kind of dives into the pile of papers that she has on a nearby table and starts going through them. Then eventually pulls out, okay, so here's some of the original rubbings from the uh, from the book, from that uh, particular translation. And she pulls them out, and it's just this great big sheet of paper <laughs> that she puts down on the table. Awesome. And then she pulls out another big sheet of paper and lies it next to it because that wasn't big enough to cover the design. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that, yeah, it's... it's um, there is definitely... Somebody has taken a chisel to what was possibly a ritual circle and then just blanked out the whole thing. Very thoroughly. There are like little chips around the edges and like little bits that might have that were missed. But for the most part, the whole thing has been erased rather effectively. <sighs> this was a very boring rubbing to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. And she's got the she's got the ritual circle reproduction scribbled out there on laid out on the table. This is a speaking circle for a some kind of god, some kind of extremely powerful creature called the World Eater, as far as we can tell. We don't really have much on specifics beyond that, aside from the fact that there's a cult surrounding it, and everybody who seems to be in this cult is super duper evil. Hmm. Well, that's fascinating. And if it, if this does indeed match, that would indicate the cult going back at least a thousand years to when the star collapsed here on Herena. Hmm. I get the feeling that might be related. Hmm. Well, the world, the name World Eater sir, sure does seem like it's associated with, um, and she points out to the sky, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, if this tomb is somehow related to this and this cult, then the real big hanging question is, what's buried there? Hmm. Well, I'm very eager to find out, but we will need to take appropriate precautions to make sure that we don't um, disturb anything. Yeah, yeah. Such I, as? I think that'd be smart. Well, um, the, uh, the, the, the remains sometimes found here on Herena have a tendency not to stay um, immobile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So we want to make sure that we don't um, accidentally break out anything that is um, unpleasant. And how does one accidentally break out something unpleasant? Indiscriminate use of explosives mm -hmm. uh, to try and uncover more treasure, usually. Okay, well, uh... <sighs> hey, Cacophony, who's that guy you were talking to? Uh, his name was Rick. Was it? Rick? Imrick. His name was Imrick. Enric. Enric. I just heard the Rick part. And I was yeah, like, oh, great. yeah, I bet you did. I-M-R-I-C. Okay, well, we did encounter a dude named Imrick who... <laughs> What direction do you think this? Do you think the tomb is? Um, about four days east of here. Yep, that's where he's going. Precisely. Oh, so we're gonna have company. Well, we're probably gonna have loud company, and we're gonna have treasure hunters. Oh god, no, 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 no! This is very unfortunate. Um, hmm. could we leave early to start getting ahead of them? Uh, unfortunately, the sailheads, as they feed on sunlight, they don't move well during the night. Well, hypothetically, he doesn't know that we're actually. That we're actually mounting an expedition at the same time. Oh, well, that's a relief. That means he might actually delay to get more people if he doesn't feel the pressure to catch up with us. Mm. I do have the ability to hide our tracks and make sure that at least if we get out first, he won't be able to follow behind us. Mm. That would be helpful. At least he won't be able to follow our trail or tell that we're ahead of him. Yeah, that'd be good to at least start out with for the first... However long you can keep that up. For an hour. At the moment, he's only got three people with a fourth possibly on the hook. So if we could convince the fourth, if we could find them to not take him up on that, that might slow him down as well. Or speed him up. Or speed him up. Well, either way, we need to get going as soon as, as, soon as we possibly can then. All right. So we should probably leave at dawn tomorrow then. Right. Sounds good. All right. What else do we need to actually make sure that we've got everything before we go? Well, you'll probably need some form of uh, shelter if you don't already. I have my own tent, but it only sleeps one. I have um, I have the ability to cast a spell now where we can all sleep inside and be safe from any outside monsters like undead trying to kill us. Wonderful. That sounds perfect. Food and water, obviously, but I'm sure you're well stopped up on those. Um, uh, yep. Yeah. Maybe climbing gear because we'll be heading into the cliffs. Okay. And aside from that, uh, I mean, and she looks around at some of you. Have you considered um, maybe getting a little more um, coverings to keep the sun off and the heat? This is all magic. Don't worry about it. Okay. What would you recommend? I just don't want though? any. I don't. I don't need. I don't want any of you to cook inside of your armor because that would be um, very unpleasant for everyone. Wait, that can happen. I I do that regularly to enemies, so don't worry. Look, I got the melanin for it, but I'm also wearing plate. What would you suggest? Um, maybe just like a a, a hood or a a cloak of some kind that's white that will um help keep the sun off. Sounds good. Okay, like a real one, not a magic one. <laughs> not a magic one. I don't think the magic will actually do the job if it's an illusion, because like albedos and things. Yep. Sure. So yeah. I will um I will get all of my um things ready to meet you tomorrow then. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Dawn at the stables? Yes, um still meet me at the stables. Um do try to be subtle on your way through town. Make sure not to draw too much attention. We will give that the old college try. Cacophony kind of looks very awkward at that. <laughs> yeah, sidebar to uh, uh anyone who wants to roll an insight check real quick. Wow, my good roll, and I rolled for shit. So good. <laughs> Twelve. You know, Artie's gonna be looking around, so he may as well. Uh, oh, it's not gonna be good, though. Probably. What? Oh, no! no! <laughs> it's not gonna Sorry, be good, Carl's I think it's the best Prospero. roll. 
dirty 20 right there. Okay, uh, Rio, I'm, I'm going to whisper something to you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> if I can do it properly. Tell it to me. All right. Kit, you did, you did DM me. Thank you for that information. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Okay, so... <laughs> So Artie has an insight that none of you guys else have had. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> this is the worst rare, person to have information. Rare opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> the worst person to have secrets. <laughs> so you guys are headed out of the library? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. So presumably headed back to the ship? Yep. 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 So, uh, next morning at dawn, you get your supplies together. Uh, I'm just going to presume that you have, like, climbing gear and stuff, because that that would have been available on the ship. And you guys yeah. head out to the stables. Do we have cloaks and junk? Uh, I think you could find, like, a white cloak on the ship that you can just throw over yourself to keep from cooking inside of your armor. Cool. A bed sheet or something. Much obliged. Yeah. So you guys head out to the stables. Um, I, I make sure to set up our new statues with Maya Viva's room appropriately yes. and aesthetically around the room. Yes, we have fun putting up our, our knickknacks. Do our cats... Our, I'm, 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 I'm ready to put this before you, uh, Alexi. Do our cats stare at the door to scare anybody who tries to enter our room? Oh, yeah. Well, and they keep our bunk beds safe. It's like, you've Perfect. got yours looking after yours, I've got mine looking after mine. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was very important that it is. It's very important to establish. I haven't Excellent. named it yet because I. <laughs> it's a big responsibility to name a pet. So we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can do plot now. <laughs> we can do plot now. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you guys head out to the stables where uh, Thazita is there talking to the same elf lady that Alviva you saw yesterday, um, and there have been there are five sail heads uh, saddled up and bridled up and ready for you guys to uh, to get going. How do they have a bridle if they don't have a mouth? They can still the bridle have a just face. kind of loops around the muzzle, but there's okay. no bit. Huh. It looks like it looks like that you're not using them to guide the animal so much because the purpose of the bridle is to like tug on either so side of the halter. horse's mouth to get it to turn. It's more of a halter, and it's mostly there for you to hang on to. <laughs> Fair enough. These things are very follow the leader, so you get them turned in the right direction, and they'll just walk. Juliana Patzer's on the neck. <laughs> it seems pleased <laughs> yay I look pointedly at the elf lady as I reach out and pet my head. <laughs> she's not paying attention to you at all <laughs> yeah that tracks Cecita <laughs> so approaches you guys and goes excellent excellent so we are uh, just about ready to go if you guys are yeah I think we're set yeah perfect and you can see um, the elf woman just kind of drags the sail heads over to the right direction and then just, like, physically pushes on them to turn them in the right direction. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and once they're all pointed in the right direction, she indicates for you guys to mount up and heads back to the stables. Cool. All right. And once we are all gathered, Ollie will cast Pass Without Trace. Um, cool. So I'll burn up some mistletoe and spruce. And while I concentrate for up to an hour... There'll be a veil of shadows and silence radiating from me, masking me and my companions from detection. So everyone would need to stay within 30 feet, but we have a bonus to stealth checks and we can't be tracked except by magical means. Um, and that includes creatures, so they don't leave behind tracks or other traces of the passage. Great. Then we better, then let's 
I mean, daylight's burning, spills lots of burning, let's go. Gem Jammer is performed by Alexi Peppers, Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. For more episodes of this show and our other shows, as well as news, check out our website at crookedrussiancamp.horse. I mean, if it doesn't work, you can't just, like, DM them on Discord or something. I don't think you have my number to text. I don't know how that works with Canada. The same way phone numbers generally work. We are a civilized nation. We have phones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>